Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Jenny Catron, your host and founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. Today, I want to talk about hiring. We are all feeling the great resignation, as it's kind of being talked about, in that team members are moving around. They are making new decisions about what they want to do, where they want to work, why they want to work there. And we are in a place as leaders and as employers where we are having to be pretty competitive in keeping great talent. I'm hearing people talk about the talent, the war for talent. And so as leaders, I think we always need to be intentional in how we're selecting and building our team, but this is incredibly important right now. So today, I want to give you some very practical steps in how I encourage you to engage the hiring process. This is what I have done through the years, and I hope it's helpful. I just want to give you a little insight into what that looks like. Before we get there, I want to make sure that you are aware of our upcoming culture workshop. This is happening on September 22nd and 23rd, 2021. And this is a two-day online workshop to help you build the framework, build your plan for creating an extraordinary culture. So in this two-day workshop, we walk you through our entire Culture Works framework, which is helping you define your values, align your team, and ultimately to achieve your goals. The alignment of your team is extraordinarily critical right now in being able to achieve your mission. It's always critical, but we're feeling it because the complexity of how we accomplish our strategies is shifting constantly. We are dealing with talent turnover. And so being clear about your culture, the values that define who you are, how you work together to achieve your mission is incredibly critical. So our two-day online workshop is basically what we do if we were to do this in person, but it's at a far reduced rate doing it online. You'll have, it's there's a limited number of attendees that allows you to have kind of interactive discussion with myself and our coaches. So it gives you the same framework that we would do if we were in person, but at a fraction of the cost. So that registration is open now. And I want to encourage you to go check it out. Go to getforesight.com slash culture workshop, and you can find all the details, get registered there. But we really want to help you build a fantastic team. We know that every leader needs the strength of a team behind them right now to stay the course. And the Culture Workshop is a great resource for that. So let's talk about hiring. Let's talk about how do we select great individuals to be a part of our team. Honestly, it's a bit boring. It is is not extraordinarily fun, but here's the challenge. Here's the problem. A poor hiring decision is more costly and more painful than a slow hiring decision. If I, if there's one thing that I see leaders do is we rush hiring decisions because we're desperate, right? We have this open position. We see a, uh, we get connected to somebody who is like, oh, they'd be a great fit. Somebody refers somebody. We don't really have a process for vetting them. We kind of throw them into the role And then all of a sudden we realize, oh man, that's not a great fit. Or this person isn't a great fit for the culture, or they don't actually have the skills for the job. And so we end up with 
people not in great seats, not in great fits. And we have a much more painful management issue to deal with when we make a poor hiring decision. So a poor hiring decision is more costly and more painful than a slow hiring decision. Now, I'm not saying go at a snail's pace. I realize you've got to fill these roles and get people in these positions. But the clearer you are about a process for doing that, the more it actually like appropriately expedites your hiring process. So I have a resource. I pulled it up just in, in prepping for this call. I have a document from one of the teams that I worked with that is like three pages, single spaced, step-by-step instructions for hiring that I gave to my team. This was one of the larger teams that I led. When I unveiled this to our team, they were so frustrated. Like it felt so bureaucratic. It felt like so many details. But I can promise you, once we started following, we called it our hiring manager checklist. Once we started following this process, our hiring got exponentially better and our culture was so much stronger. So I'm not going to be able to give you all the ins and outs, and you're going to have to make some nuance for your team and your dynamics. But I want to give you just a few of the key elements of the process that I think are really important for you to consider as you're interviewing and selecting new team members. Number one is just start with a clear job description. I was on the call yesterday with a team that we work with. And most of their staff don't have job descriptions, right? We kind of give them the basic bullet points of, hey, you're going to do this. And then we just pull you in and we never actually create the job description. So we never provide that clarity that helps a new team member understand their expectations. And therefore, we have expectations. They have expectations. We haven't clarified that. And it's a recipe for going sideways right off the bat. So having a clear written job description, it helps for you to be able to post it and share it and be able to talk about the job, but having a clear written job description is absolutely critical to the success of hiring. So a clear job description, also with that, a clear salary range, being clear on your salary range. Hey, what is the appropriate range for this job? Because this is important. You and or another team member are going to get really excited about somebody and you're going to make exceptions if you haven't set that salary range. Now, maybe you should make an exception and there's always room for that. But having a salary range that is that we've agreed upon, it's in our budget, we know what it is ahead of time is really important. So you just want to get clarity right off the bat. I talk about clarity all the time, but when we're talking about especially the impact on culture, because you guys, hiring has major impact on culture. A mishire can put your culture sideways in a hurry. And so the hiring process is really key to culture. It's actually like a brilliant way to shape culture. This is a place where you have a ton of control in how you're shaping your culture and bringing along the people that are going to best help you be the culture that you long to be. So start with a clear job description, a clear salary range, and a clear budget for the interview process. You know, if you're going to post it in some places, Uh, If you're going to use a search firm like Vanderblumen, like have that budgeted, have a plan for it. So number one, start with a clear job description, budget, and salary range. Number two, have a clear process. I use that word clear and clarity over and over and over, right? Have a clear process. So who champions the hiring process in your organization? Now, if you're large enough that you have an HR team, that's obvious. 
But for a lot of you, you are in small to medium-sized organizations that might not have a full-blown HR department yet. Somebody's wearing that hat along with multiple hats. You need to have a, a champion of the hiring process. And I don't recommend it's the hiring manager because you want to have somebody who has a little bit of an independent, non-biased voice on this hire to help make sure that our that we maintain our hiring process and that we don't get too excited about a candidate too quickly. So you want that kind of impartial person who's the champion of the process, making sure we stay committed to the process. So number two is we have to have a clear process. That involves having a champion for the hiring process. I also recommend having a hiring team. Another place where I see things go a little sideways is when the hiring manager, one individual is making the decisions all on their own. They need other people with other perspectives a part of the process. So I typically recommend a hiring team of about three to four people. Three to four people, that includes the champion for the hiring process. It includes the hiring manager. And then one or two other staff members who will uh, interact with this role and with this new candidate. What you're doing is you're getting different perspectives about that individual as you move through the interview process. And then you get just the collective wisdom of the group. I don't think it's wise for one individual to hire completely on their own. So uh, this clear process involves the champion, having a hiring team, knowing what tools you'll use. So if there are certain tools that you like to use in the, re- in the interview process, make sure you're checking with your HR attorney to know what you can use because the state to state, whether you can use personality assessments or not, you know, there's different HR law on that. But know that and then determine, hey, what tools do we use to help us learn more about candidates? And, uh, and then simple things like even where do we post the job? Like where are our pools of candidates? Because here's another thing to be cautious of. Often we will have an open position. We'll be chit-chatting with a few friends and somebody will say, oh, I have somebody who might be great for that. And we just go laser focused on that potential candidate. And then we don't open ourselves up to a broader pool of potential candidates. And so don't fall in love too quickly, I guess is what I'm saying, right? Like, yes, somebody might recommend somebody who actually is perfect for the job, but don't go down that road too quickly. Make sure that you have a regular system of places you post your job openings so that you're just aware of all of the options out there. So number one is that clear job description. Number two is a clear process. Number three is interview for what I call the four C's. You've probably heard of the three C's, character, chemistry, and competence. The fourth C, surprise, surprise, is culture. And I'm not going to break all of these down in a bunch of detail right now, but of course, character. We want people who align with our values, our morals, et cetera. So the the character of the individual matters. That goes without saying. Chemistry, we want them to be a good fit. We want to enjoy being with them. That's good. Competence, I'd like them to know how to do the work or at least have the ability to learn it, right? So, you know, depending on the role and the specifics of it, like what's the level of competence we need? But then the fourth, the culture piece, here's where we get stuck. Sometimes we mistake chemistry for culture. We figure, you know what? I really loved chatting with that person. Like they were just so much fun. Like we went out at, for dinner, you know, if, if somebody flies in for an interview or something and you end up spending dinner with them and you enjoy hanging out over dinner, that's chemistry. Culture 
is a bit different. Now, obviously, we want everybody on our team, we want to be able to enjoy being together, but that doesn't always mean that we're a great chemistry match. When we're interviewing for culture, we're interviewing for alignment with the values, beliefs, and behaviors we've defined that are critical to who we are at our best as a team. And so you might totally hit it off with somebody and enjoy the conversation and a great chemistry connection. But then later we find that they don't actually value accountability. In fact, they resist it. Like they're fun to hang out with, but they actually don't want to be in an environment where accountability is key. So if accountability is really important to your organizational culture, and that's one of the values that you've defined, then you've got to make sure that in your interviewing process, you are interviewing for culture alignment, not just chemistry. That distinction is really, really key. So the third step here is interview for the four C's, character, chemistry, competence, and then culture. Number four, this one is big to me. I have a, I have a deep conviction about this. Communicate well to all applicants. Guys, this is an opportunity to just be respectful. Over the course of my career, I have interviewed a zillion people. I have gotten a million resumes. So there were times when I would have a job opening and I would get 100 resumes. And that's a lot to comb through. And I'm probably only going to actually interview about 10% of those. As far as I was able to manage it and control it, my conviction was that every one of those resumes deserved a response. And it was a simple response. In fact, it was a template response. But I made sure that myself, my assistant, or somebody that was a part of the process made sure that everyone who submitted a resume got a response. Now, I hope that holds true. That was my conviction, and that's what we've tried to do. We might have missed it somewhere along the way. But my my conviction is that we need to make sure every person deserves a response. They just need to know, hey, thank you for you know applying. We're moving forward. Uh, you know, uh, we're not moving forward with your resume at this time. Again, get HR consulting on the language you need to use. But my point here is communicate. It reflects hugely on your organization when people get a response from you, even if it's a no thank you response, you're not a great fit. Like getting a response is an act of respect. So communicate well to all applicants and communicate along the way. So let's say you have a handful of applicants that you're interviewing at the same time. And, you know, that can get a little slow depending on scheduling and all of that. Make sure that you are just giving them updates along the way. So I would say that in that hiring team, and usually the hiring champion is going gonna, is gonna to help facilitate this, but they are making sure that we are being intentional to keep communicating along the way, just to keep people updated of where we are. Even if it's we don't have a ton of information or it's going to be next week before we can give you an update, just tell them that. Just communicate along the way. It's an enormous act of respect and it speaks volumes about your culture. Okay, number five, check references and check the references behind the references. So again, it's amazing how often we don't check references. We're impatient. We're ready to move on. And guys, I've done it, right? So we're ready to move on. We're eager to keep moving forward. We found our candidate. Let's go. And honestly, Sometimes we're a little afraid we don't want to uncover something else because we we just want to get moving forward. So we got to be honest with ourselves about why are we uh, resistant to being thorough? So check the references, you guys. Like they're there on purpose. And there's a little bit that when you're on a hiring team, 
you want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. You want to kind of almost talk yourself out of your, your darling candidate. Like, you know, that candidate that you're really excited about, you need to kind of be looking for, okay, what do I need to uncover? I'm not saying like, you know, you're totally on this witch hunt, but you do want to have cautious optimism about, hey, have I checked everything? Have I been thorough? So check their references. And then also check kind of a reference behind that reference. So say, let's say they give you a reference and you're talking to that individual, you ask them, you know, a few questions and then say, hey, is there anybody else I should talk to about this, you know, that would give me great insight about this candidate? And, or let's say that reference, you know, somebody else at that company and, or you have, you know, another person who's connected with them in some way, like look for like another connection that wasn't part of their direct references, but is somebody that might be able to give you additional insight on this individual. So check the references and check the references behind the references. And then finally, number six, have an onboarding plan. Guys, we get so excited and impatient that we get somebody hired and then we don't actually have a plan to appropriately onboard them. Now, I've talked about this in a different episode. There's also an article on the website where I talk about the culture hierarchy of needs and that, you know, we want team members to be fully engaged and, you know, actively contributing to culture and all these wonderful, lovely things, but we have failed to give them their basic needs. And the, the first level of the culture hierarchy of needs is tools for the job. And your onboarding process is like step number one to make sure that you have equipped this new employee to do the job well and to integrate well. So you need an onboarding plan. How are you going to onboard this person so that they have what they need to do their job? They are connected with the right people to get the right information to do their job. They've been equipped with an understanding of what our culture is. What are those values, beliefs, and behaviors that shape who we are and how we work together to achieve our mission? And we need to equip them with all of that so that then we can also give them clarity about their role, where they sit in the organization, and, and, and give them the clarity they need to succeed. And so that onboarding plan is so critical because we're, we're guilty of just throwing people in the deep end and expecting they'll figure it out. They're bright. They're excited. They're happy to be here. And you guys, it can be the most demoralizing thing when you join an organization because when you join an organization, you are the fish out of water. You are the one who is trying to adapt to a new culture. You're the one who's trying to fit in and make the most of it. And if the organization hasn't done their part in helping you adapt and integrate, it's a really, really frustrating and lonely place to be. So as leaders, we have a responsibility to onboard well, to give that new employee every opportunity to succeed and to be a highly contributing part of our culture and our team. So in recap, start with a clear job description, budget, and salary range. Number two, have a clear process, a champion, a hiring team, know what tools you're using, know where you're posting the job, et cetera. Number three, interview for the four C's, character, chemistry, competence, and culture. Number four, communicate well to all of your applicants, respect people with good communication. Number five, check references and check the references behind the references. And then number six, have an onboarding plan. 
And there's a ton of detail underneath each of those that you can cascade into, but I think this will get you off to a great start. If you think through these six things, they will appropriately pump the brakes on your hiring process and help you hire better. Guys, you want to build an extraordinary team. I know you do. We all do. We want to have an extraordinary team that is aligned, working effectively together to achieve our mission. This is what gets me up in the morning, and it is what is going to help propel you to keep going as a leader when you feel the strength of a great team with you. But it starts with this selection process. It starts with this hiring process. And if you're like most organizations, statistics are saying about one in four people are making a job change. That's a big turnover for most of our organizations. Some of you are growing, and so you're adding positions. So you're adding new team members, and that is a culture shift. So you need to be intentional with how you hire so that you can keep that culture healthy and thriving. So I want to remind you, our culture workshop that's happening on September 22nd and 23rd is a great place to dig into this. Now, we help you look at like your overall employee journey and how your culture shapes everything you do organizationally. So we, we dip into this a little bit more, but these six steps, I believe, will help you uh, in building that thriving and healthy team if you're intentional to hire well. So keep leading well. Thank you for listening. I would love if you would rate, review, share it, tell somebody about it. I hope it's helpful for you. Give me some feedback. Shoot me an email at info at getforesight.com and uh, let me know what's helpful, what's not, so we can keep creating great content that equips you to lead well. Until then, we'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.